This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast where we proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings. Today, we are looking at the readings for the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time. This is the sixth week in Ordinary Time. But guess what? The week is going to be short because we will move into the Lenten season. And next Sunday will be the first Sunday of Lent. So there's a transition in this time. And I think as we reflect on these readings today and enter into this final week of Ordinary Time before we move into Lent and then the Easter season, which is a long period of time. Lent is six weeks, and then the Easter season is another 50 days. So there's a long time before we get back into the green, get back into ordinary time. And so listen to the wisdom of the readings of the liturgy of the word as the liturgy of the word as one part of the celebration of Holy Mass, it enters us into the liturgy of the Eucharist. You know, the word prepares us to receive Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity in holy communion. But we need to be prepared. We need to present ourselves Properly, And so we're going to hear a little bit about how are we presenting ourselves? Are we clean or are we unclean? And we hear a lot about clean and unclean in the Old Testament. So as we begin today, again, on this sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time, year B, February 11th, Think about today is the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes. And although because it's on a Sunday, we look at the Sunday readings, Our Lady of Lourdes certainly reminds us of Bernadette and the and the beautiful waters that came in Lourdes at that particular approved apparition, a healing water. So there's such a healing message in these readings today. And there's two different phrases that came up to me with these readings. One is a healing touch and one is you are wanted, wanted. You know, we see that sign in the old Westerns of, of the, the criminal that's wanted, right? And usually he's got some type of a bandana around his face and he's got a, a cowboy hat or a Western hat and it's wanted, but Jesus wants you. Jesus wants me. And let's hear about how far 
Jesus will go to those who are outcasts. Let's start this morning with the collect prayer. And the collect prayer, again, guides us into the liturgy of the words. The first a longer prayer that we'll hear the priest pray in the context of the Holy Mass and the Holy Liturgy. So let us pray. O God, who teach us that you abide in the hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. And in this collect, just listen to that beautiful phrase, fashioned by your grace. You know, think about you being fashioned by the grace of God so that we can become a dwelling pleasing to you. We hear about that we are, you know, a temple of the Holy Spirit. We're a dwelling where God rests in us. We're fashioned by God's grace to be a dwelling that gives glory to God. So let's hear the readings for this Sunday, the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading is a reading from the book of Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, if someone has on his skin a scab or pustule or blotch, which appears to be the sore of leprosy, he shall be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of the priests among his descendants. If the man is leprous and unclean, the priest shall declare him unclean by reason of the sore on his head. The one who bears the sore of leprosy shall keep his garments rent and his head bare and shall muffle his beard. He shall cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as the sore is on him, he shall declare himself unclean since he is in fact unclean. He shall dwell apart, making his abode outside the camp. The word of the Lord. Our Psalm, Psalm 32, I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. Blessed is he whose fault is taken away, whose sin is covered. Blessed the man to whom the Lord imputes no guilt, in whose spirit there is no guile. I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, my guilt I covered not. I said, I confess my faults to the Lord, and you took away the guilt of my sin. I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you just. Exult, all you upright of heart. I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. Our second reading is a reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Avoid giving offense, whether to the Jews or Greeks 
or the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in every way, not seeking my own benefit, but that of the many that they may be saved. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. The word of the Lord. The gospel reading is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down, begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, see that you tell no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, it's very interesting. I mentioned last week that I have been working on this Bible in a Year podcast that's hosted by Ascension Press and Father Mike Schmitz. And so there is a particular way, and I thought it was pretty miraculous, but you do go through the entire Bible in 365 days. And right now, when I'm preparing for this podcast for the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time, we're reading the book of Leviticus. And, and, and ironically enough, or providentially enough, the day that I'm preparing for this, so actually today when I'm recording this, we're reading Leviticus chapter 13. And this is what we're reading for Sunday. I don't know. You can't. You can't make these things up. There's no coincidence. I just think the more and more we're in tuned to God's word, to listening to the Lord in our lives, in everyday life, things come to us. Things are revealed to us. Um, it, it just... It, it just amazes me. And so what am I supposed to learn about leprosy today, Lord? Because we're talking about the book of Leviticus. But I think it what, what's interesting to me, and I said this to my husband, I said, you know, as we read about the Exodus and Leviticus, we hear about all of this sacrifice. I mean, we hear in Leviticus in the very beginning of the book, all of the different kinds of sacrifices, cereal or grain offerings, um, the peace offering, the different kinds of sacrifices and what kinds of animals were used and how they were killed and how they were sacrificed and how the blood, all of these things. And we think, wow, it's kind of amazing. And there's so many details. But yet when we go to the New Testament and we start to read these different gospel readings, 
then we go, oh, now I can go back and see how we're we're starting to learn from what the Jews were learning at the beginning of their relationship with God. You know, God made a covenant with Moses and we had the Ten Commandments. And today we read in the Bible in a year about the Ten Commandments. And it's about a relationship that God wants to have with his people. There's a relationship, there's a covenant, people to people, God to his people. And so here is this whole lengthy discussion about leprosy and about unclean. But one of the things I want to just point out in as we're learning about, and, and we hear about many lepers today in the reading, and there's other lepers that are presented in the gospels, they are completely quarantined permanently. You know, they're they're taken away from the camp. And in fact, you know, just think about, you know, if if the husband of the family is deemed unclean, unclean, then he needs to uh, he needs to leave his entire family, his children, his wife, all of his family, and he goes off outside of the camp and may never see his family again. And that's for any member of a family who is deemed unclean with, at this time, was a, a disease that had no cure. Most of us can't even fathom, we can think about it, we can watch it in a movie of being um, taken away I think about all of the refugees. Oh, my goodness. I have stories for my grandmother who went to refugee camps. We had here in our part of the country in the 1970s, you know, a lot of people who came from Cambodia, from Laos, from Vietnam, who were escaping all of this persecution. And maybe not every family member was able to make that long trek that very dangerous trek to the United States. And my grandmother has so many stories about families in Salem, Oregon, that her little church helped to, to bring uh, you know, into this country, to, to give them a home, to give them teaching, to give them the ability to work through the, the legal system, to get legal status and all of the things. But there might've been you know, one uncle or one sister or one brother or one father who is still in a camp. And she went, she went to these camps as a missionary, as a Lutheran missionary woman. And she would walk through the camps looking for this one person to share information. You know, for years and years, one person or maybe a couple was, was away from the rest of the family. And it was not their choice. You know, they were outside of, of human touch, of, of companionship, of love. It's hard to imagine what that would be like. We 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 have a little bit of an imagining because we lived through two years of 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 global quarantine with the quote pandemic, you know, and we were told not to touch one another, not to embrace, not to hug, not to do everything that is human, to become inhuman for a period of time. And maybe we can identify with what people feel like when they're unwanted, when they're just brushed aside. It's hard to imagine. 
I want to share with you. Uh, I pulled out my old book, Damien the, Le- Damien the Leper, and there's some great books written about St. Damien of Molokai. And, and you probably know the story. I, I hope you do. I've Actually, I think a lot of people don't know about St. Damien, but he was this Belgian priest who eventually went to Hawaii. And then this plight of, the, of leprosy, leprosy came through the Hawaiian islands. So again, people were treated not like human beings, not like brothers and sisters but they were treated as cattle or even worse than cattle. They were they were taken off to an island to die with no one to care for them. And Malachi and, and Damien said, Hi, I will care for them. I will particularly care for their spiritual needs. One, that they would receive Holy Communion and confession. And two, they would have a proper burial because these people here in the day of Hawaii and in other parts of the world, they didn't care about those bodies. Those bodies are souls for Christ. And so here's just uh, a little bit of what Damien, this is when Damien first comes to Hawaii and is on the island of Molokai and he's encountering the lepers for one of the first times. And he says, leprosy, as far as known, is incurable. It seems to begin by a corruption of the blood. He's describing some of the horrific aspects of leprosy. And so we can maybe understand why people wanted to not touch it. After it says discolored, discolored patches appear on the skin, especially on the cheeks and the parts affected lose their feeling. After a time, this discoloration covers the entire body. Ulcers begin to open. The flesh is eaten away and gives out an, a fetid odor. Even the breath of the leper becomes so foul that the air around it is poisoned. I have had great difficulty in getting accustomed to such an atmosphere. Again, this is St. Father Damien. One day at a Sunday mass, I found myself so stifled that I thought I must leave the altar to breathe a little of the outer air. But I restrained myself, thinking of our Lord when he commanded them to open the grave of Lazarus. Do you remember? He opened the grave of Lazarus and the the sister of Lazarus said, no, don't. You're going to have the stench of the death. Now my sense of smell does not cause me so much inconvenience. I enter the huts of the lepers without difficulty. Sometimes, indeed, I feel no repugnance when I hear the confessions of those near their end, whose wounds are full of maggots. Often, also, I scarce know how to administer extra unction when both hands and feet are nothing but raw wounds." This may give you some idea of my daily work, says St. Damien. Picture to yourself a collection of huts with 800 lepers. No doctor. In fact, as there is no cure, there seems no place for a doctor's skill. Every morning then, after my mass, which is followed by an instruction, I go to visit the sick, half of whom are Catholics. On entering each hut, I begin by offering to hear their confession. Those who refuse the spiritual help are not therefore refused temporal assistance, which is given to all without distinction. Consequently, everyone, with the exception of a few very bigoted heretics, look on me as a father. As for me, I make myself a leper to gain all to Jesus Christ. And you know the true story of 
Father Damien is he did indeed contract leprosy. And it was that moment that he realized there's a few films that were made on the life of St. Damien and it's a pretty powerful where for a quite a long period of time, Damien would continue to touch, to hug, to embrace, to to be as close as possible with the lepers, to identify himself with the lepers as much as possible. But then he knew, uh, I think it was when he put his hands in a fire. And as you heard in that little account, you start to lose the feeling of your extremities. You don't feel things anymore. There's such a numbness. And he felt in the fire. I don't feel that. And he knew that he did uh, contract leprosy and he soon would be among the dead. And so he comes to a mass, I believe, and he says, we the lepers. And he identifies himself completely with the lepers. I think that's part of the point of St. Paul in his in his writings we've been hearing about over the last few weeks, that he will be rich to those who are rich and weak to those who are weak. But Damien literally became a leper with the lepers for the lepers. Those who are the most unwanted, who were unclean, who were who are ostracized and permanently quarantined he identified with, and he brought mercy. His, you know, when you read the true story of Damien, what did he want? He wanted to hear their confession. He wanted to save the souls of those who nobody cared for. And and those souls were led to a lot of temptation and sin. And can you imagine how angry You may be like a Job. We just heard about Job. You know, their whole life is ripped apart and their whole body is literally falling apart. How can God love me? And yet Damien is the example of God's love. God loves you. He has a place for you and he wants to, he wants to embrace you. So Damien hears their confessions. He brings them Holy Communion. He buries the dead properly and he prays for the dead. These are works of mercy. Will we offer those works of mercy in our daily life? Now, I I get it. We most likely won't be a a St. Damien on an island in Molokai caring for the lepers. But each and every day we encounter sinners. Guess what, folks? We are amongst that group. And leprosy is like a sin. Leprosy turns our, you know, what was probably the saddest thing for those people, which is why we find the man, interestingly, in a place where Jesus is. That they are These people with leprosy are not supposed to go to the temple. They are not supposed to worship God. And yet this man somehow finds Jesus. He prostrates himself. He, he kneels it in a, in a, in a symbol of, of humility, of, of, of recognizing that Jesus is someone very special and he's, he begs for healing. And what does Jesus do out of a movement of pity, out of a total compassion for one of his children He stretches out that hand and he touches him. You are not supposed to touch. You're not even supposed to go close to a leper. And he touches him. He didn't need to. He could have spoken the word. 
In fact, we know Jesus has the power that he doesn't even need to speak a word. But he does. He he goes against the law that we heard in Leviticus because he's fulfilling the law of love that God's mercy endures all. I'm going to touch that man and he will be healed. He will be reinstituted. He will reconnect with his family. He'll be able to go worship in the church. Jesus turns all of these laws on top of their heads because it's about love. It's about a relationship. It's about our relationship with God. Yes. And with one another. Yes. Both and not, not one or the other. It's not just about the community, but it's my relationship with God that, that nourishes the relationship I have with community how I treat one another. Do I avoid sin? When I sin, what do I do? Do I turn back to God? Do I, as the man with leprosy, it says, kneeled down and begged him, make me clean. That's what we do in the confessional. We kneel down and we ask for mercy. I am sorry, Lord, this is where I sin. This is where I turned away from you. This is where I hurt my brother or sister. This is where I've complained. This is where I've made offenses. Make me clean. Forgive me. Give me the grace so I will sin no more. This is the call. This is the call of conversion. This is the call that Jesus said, St. John the Baptist said, repent. And believe in the gospel in just a few days, many of you will go to a church and you'll receive ashes on your forehead in the sign of a cross. And the priest or the minister of those ashes will say one of two things, but one of them they will say is repent and believe in the gospel. We are all lepers. We are all lepers. We're all sinners. And yet we have the invitation by Jesus Christ himself to stretch out our hand. No, he stretched out his hand to us in the sacraments, in his divine mercy. Those rays of blood and water are, are, are just ready to touch and wash over us. But we have to turn his way. We have to turn to the Lord. And that means we turn away from sin. We can't do that on our own. We must have the grace of God. That's why that collect prayer today is so beautiful. Fashioned by your grace, we can become a dwelling place to you. We need the grace of God. We need the grace through the sacraments, through our prayer, through our, our reception of Holy Communion properly we receive that Holy Communion through the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Yes, we take time during Lent to make a good confession, but what about making a good confession before Lent to get you started? We are all lepers, but you know what? Saint Damien of Malachi, he reminds us that the Lord's mercy will touch each and every one of us the unwanted and the wanted. So let's bring those who are the unwanted into the heart of Jesus Christ today.
I'm going to close with this prayer. It's uh, I just found this beautiful um, prayer card. It has a miraculous medal in, or actually it's not a miraculous medal. It's a medal of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. And so let's pray to Our Lady for help for all those who are lepers in our world today. Mother of Perpetual Help, with greatest confidence, I present myself to you. I implore your help in the problems of my daily life. Have pity on me, compassionate mother. Take care of my needs. Free me from my sufferings. Or if it be the will of God that I should suffer still longer, grant that I may endure all with love and patience. Mother of perpetual help, I ask this in your love and power. Amen. God bless you. And next time we'll talk during the Lenten season. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.